behind the mask hockey shop. Tonight's scheduled guest, former Arizona State forward Michael Cummings. Behind the Masks College Hockey Southwest Live is brought to you by Verizon Wireless. Experience Verizon's 5G and 5G Ultra Band for business. Verizon Wireless 5G, built right. The NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com, whether you're on ice or in line. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. For the best margaritas and more, go to MexicanMoonshine.com to see how to get your bottle today. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey under the bright lights of Las Vegas. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, dine-in, take-out, or catering your next event at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Caesars Entertainment Resorts. Anywhere you want to go, you can bet there's a Caesars Resort in the center of the action. Burrito Express, the East Valley's home of the always available breakfast burrito. Go to burritoexpress.com for the location near you. And by College Bar and Grill at 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe. ASU alumni owned and operated. College Hockey Southwest Live presented by Behind the Mask is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right, welcome in hockey fans, college hockey fans, NCAA hockey fans, any hockey fans, you're all welcome at College Hockey Southwest Live, presented by Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com with their three great locations around the Phoenix Metro Valley Scott Strandy joining you not from Scottsdale, Arizona today, but from the beautiful 24th floor of the Rio Hotel Suites in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, where I just watched some great AHL hockey where the Henderson Silver Knights uh, knocked off the uh, San Jose Barracuda, uh, sweeping them in two games out of three for the AHL Pacific Division playoff semifinal round. Okay, that's that for that. My uh, co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me from that beautiful palatial estate out on Long Island, New York. Paul, how are you tonight? Uh, palatial? Yeah, we, we, you're a riot. Uh, hey, know, I, yeah, I, I my heard basement rumor, is definitely palatial. I heard this rumor today that you had the workers over there doing a little work in the yard and washing the car and all that stuff. So they get it all done up to your standards? Uh, the workers? You mean my son and I? <laughs> Yeah, the two of you. Yes. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Okay. So, <laughs> as as you know, College Hockey Southwest Live is our reaction show to everything that's happening around college hockey, NCAA college hockey on Sunday nights. But when the season becomes the off season, if you can, if I can use that term, then we uh, we reach out and we try to do some fun things. And last week we had uh, ASU head coach Greg Powers on, and we we talked to coach about uh, his past ACHA national championship and the reunion that they had uh, last weekend. And we talked about the the, uh, the season that was um, one from never wanting to be repeated, and we talked about the future, but. After I got thinking about it a little bit, I thought, God, how great would it be to bring on somebody that played in that national championship game, a season where they went 38-2. and two. So 
in just a few minutes, we're going to bring on one of those players. Michael Cummings is going to join us in about 10 minutes or so. But in the meantime, Paul, anything else going on in the world of NCAA hockey that we need to know about? Well, first of all, uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's been a good Sun Devil day, by the way. Uh, Absolutely. We, been, Absolutely. Uh, former baseball player Gage Workman uh, hit for the cycle, including two hits, a single and a double in the ninth inning. In the minor, it's the minor leagues, but that's crazy. Too. Still. He got two hits in one inning to get that cycle. And uh, <laughs> they had a little golf tournament um, somewhere. You know, I, I think they call it a South major. Carolina. Yeah, I think South they Carolina, call it a the, major the championship. championship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, some guy that hits from the uh, other side of the tee box. Um, <laughs> the left-handed wonder. The left the Yeah, the lefty guy, Phil. <laughs> wins becomes the <laughs> oldest player to win a major championship beat uh, jack nicholas by four years uh, paul i was looking I, I was watching it today on my tablet as i was trying to keep track of what was going on at the ahl game that i was at here in vegas and uh, uh as i was trying to keep track of everything and it was all over with and i was settling in to try to sort out things for the show tonight um they they showed a picture of phil uh, 1991 um, winning in Tucson, of all places, his first professional championship. And now, 30 years later, winning on uh, Kiowa, Kiowa Island in South Carolina to uh, to get a, a major championship at age 50. And it brought me back. In, in 1991, Paul, I was working at, at TPC in order to get playing privileges. I was working on my golf career. And, right. and Phil, Phil would come out at age 17, I think, at that point, maybe 18, Um and would uh, play with about 40 of us that would play, and um, 39 of us had uh, ha- had professional by our name, and uh, one of them had amateur by our name. And who do you think left with the most money every day? Hmm, let me see. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, was the one, it was the amateur. No, was no, no, more... <laughs> no, no, I don't know what you're talking about. He was an amateur. <laughs> was making... money? What are you talking about? Uh, he was making more money on us on Tuesdays in the <laughs> afternoon at TPC than he was in uh, uh, anywhere else he could find a part-time job. So well, anyway. listen, I don't know why you guys kept doing it. You guys just thought, why don't you just hand him the money before you started? <laughs> a lot of us thought about that. They really did. But we all had egos, <laughs> and we all thought that, yeah, look, kid can't beat us until he would hit it up over a tree and three feet from the hole. And, yeah, so congratulations to Phil. That was a big, big win. And, and if you've never played the game of golf, you have no idea how much pressure that is. And try to do it when you're 50. I mean, I'm 59, and I can't hardly swim in the golf club anymore because my, yeah, my well, body is so broken down and – if you would have seen Phil about 25 years ago when he developed uh, arthritis in his fingers and they were knotted up like they were like he was clenching fists all the time, to, to, to see him go out and do this is nothing short of a miracle. The, the only thing that could be greater than this would be is if uh, Tiger Woods can come back from his car accident and, and win a major, which we all know is not happening. Okay. Uh, not likely. Anyway, uh, just to get back to the hockey quickly before Michael comes on. Uh, Lake Superior gave their head coach a six-year extension. Nice. Uh, Damon Witten. Uh, I love that. Yeah. Uh, you're starting to see stories about the CCHA come out. Uh, uh, just I want to remind people that uh, that league started back in the early 70s. <laughs> Two of the schools that were in that league don't even play anymore. Right. <laughs> Ohio and St. Louis. 
<laughs> and St. Louis yeah. was the team that was the best yeah. of those four uh, going awesome. into that thing. Um, and, and Don Lucia, the, the commissioner now of the CCHA of uh, Colorado College and Minnesota fame. So uh, it'll be fun. I'm trying to get Don on Tuesday night. I haven't confirmed yet, but I'm trying. So uh, um, if we can get him on, that'd be a fun visit as well. Uh, official Gino Benda was uh, given an NCHC the uh, Mark awesome. Rudolph nice officiating call. award, right? Yeah, very nice. And, um, you know, they uh, one of the schedule things that has come out to be confirmed is uh, North Dakota will play Penn State in Nashville uh, in late October. One of the okay. many scheduling stop, things stop. that have come out, yeah. Stop, stop for just Officially, a minute. Officially, anyway. Yeah, but stop for just a minute. If you had, if I had said this to you, um, say ten years ago, uh, Paul, North Dakota is going to play Penn State in Nashville. Um, how many of those things would have been crazy to you? <laughs> uh, maybe the Nashville part and the Penn State part ten years well, ago. Well, yeah, but you thought Penn but, State would be playing North Dakota in Nashville. I, well, no, 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 no. The Nashville. Uh, well, number one. First of all, I could, have one, conceived, I could have conceived of Penn State having a team. Why okay. wouldn't I? <laughs> yeah, well, you uh, can dream anything. But, but what I, uh, you know, uh, that's uh, right along the lines of the, the whole Nashville thing is, I know we spoke a couple of times and gave a quick uh, nod to the, to the phys- feasibility study at Tennessee State. Right. Uh, for both men and women, by the way, not just men. Mm. Yep. Okay. Um, but today was the first time I saw that the president of the university actually uh, posted something on his Twitter feed about the whole thing. And that usually that doesn't happen. Um, some of the other in the, in the past, the schools that have no, been known to, to, to do those, uh, they've never come out. Anybody connected officially like that and said, Hey, yeah, we're looking into this. This is going to be great. Thank you very much to College Hockey Inc. and the Predators or whoever might have been involved at that point and so forth and so on. That, that ca- caught me off guard as long as we were talking about Nashville. Um, so um, there's lots of stuff that we couldn't conceive about Nashville 10 years ago. <laughs> well, I can tell you one thing. I wouldn't have thought that the University of North Dakota would be going to Nashville to play anybody other than maybe the Predators if they wanted to just have a challenge for the franchise. But <laughs> but um, to go there and play Penn State in Nashville for the Hall of Fame game, um, wow. Uh, it, hockey is move- college hockey is moving around the country for sure. Well, listen, if you'd have told me a bunch of years ago that they'd be playing a uh, uh, Frozen Four in Las Vegas, I'd have been like, what? <laughs> well, it hasn't happened yet, but it's on its way. Well, it's scheduled. <laughs> I mean, yeah, okay, exactly. I mean, Right, so uh, no doubt about that. Well, b- before we jump in and, and uh, bring on our special guest, I'll tell you quickly what happened here because uh, it, it's strange. It's a strange season, as we know. The last sixteen months, roughly, have been craziness. Um, but the Henderson Silver Knights, who came into existence in the middle of a pandemic, <laughs> and there's so many things I just have to chuckle at. They came into existence. They proceeded to win their first 11, 12, 13 games in a row um, and set a new AHL record. Uh, they won the Pacific Division, they, uh, which was, again, uh, record-setting. They became the number one seed in the tournament. Uh, teams played in Irvine on Tuesday and Wednesday 
to earn a spot to play against Henderson in the first of the two semifinals. Uh, that team was San Jose, which has, of course, the Pashnik brothers on it. Um, so they played Tuesday and Wednesday. They had a day off Thursday and uh, came over here on Friday. They played Friday night and were defeated by the uh, Henderson Silver Knights. Then the Barracuda got a day off Saturday and played again today at uh, 1 o'clock Pacific time and were defeated by the Henderson Silver Knights again, who who are just a juggernaut. Um, the only we team like that's going to be able to... The only one that's going to be able to challenge them is the winner of the uh, San Diego Bakersfield, and that's going to be San Diego in my estimation. We may know by the end of the show, but uh, San Diego wants to win so bad that they sent Trevor Zegras back, back to to AHL along with uh, Jamie Drysdale. Back. Neither one of them needed to come back because they're both uh, bona fide NHL players now, but they came back to play and they took care of Bakersfield on uh, on the first game Friday. So we'll see what happens. But that's how that's how I spent my day here in Las Vegas. Now the sun is uh, starting to set on the 24th floor. I've got a little sun in my eyes, Paul. So yeah, okay. Uh, And uh, you know, it it warmed up to like I don't know, 89, 90 degrees, something like that. So yeah, it was almost. I have the. I understand the whole sun in your eyes thing. it's almost the same thing that happens here in my basement. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, I, I always have to just rub that in just because it's fun. But uh, So anyway, I'll be here tomorrow uh, doing some different things here, including going to a, a Vegas uh, Golden Knights practice in the morning, morning skate, which will basically mean nothing happens. Uh, but I'll be there. And uh, hopefully tomorrow night I'll be uh, at T-Mobile where they're going to have 11,000 fans to uh, hopefully – seal the deal and uh, send the Minnesota wild home and move on to uh, face the Colorado avalanche. So that's what's going in the Southwest. Let's take a quick break. Let's come back and let's bring Michael Cummings on um, and find out just what happened, not only at the reunion last weekend, but his memories from winning a uh, ACHA national championship and then becoming a player on a startup NCAA program. So about two minutes, we'll be right back in the valley you know that there is no shortage of great mexican food but if you want authentic taste with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere then head to burrito express from the breakfast burritos served all day to combination plates for lunch burrito express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen try all of our authentic mexican recipes at any of our six east valley locations from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to burritoexpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. Behind the mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Thrilled to have you with us. The nation's top teams. 
America's number one conference is back. See every play, every hit, every goal on nchc.tv. Your home for more than 100 live games. Stream anywhere from the start of the season leading up to the frozen face-off. If it's NCHC hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. Alright, still got it. Still got it. Who's old now? All right, and we're back. Uh, Scott Strandy joining you from beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada tonight. My co-host, as always, out on Long Island, New York. And I believe we have um, one of the former... There's so many lines that we can go down with this guest, but Michael Cummings is with us, a former ASU Sun Devil, NCAA, ACHA national champion, uh, bona fide star golfer. He does a little bit of everything, and uh, he's got one heck of a nice Toyota dealership, I might add, on uh, on I-10, just outside of Indio, California. So, Michael, if you're there, go ahead and tap one of those call-in buttons that are available, and we'll bring you on live to chat with uh, us and talk a little hockey. I think we got him here. We just need to uh, to get him connected, so we'll give him a second here. I think he's there, Mike. Oh, there? yeah. There you go. Hey, you got Scott and Paul with you tonight. How are you, my friend? Good. How are you all doing? Uh, we're doing, doing good, great. Michael. Hey, you guys coming on. sold me on the intro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. I, I think I undersold you because I forgot to say that you played in the, the uh, University World Games as well. <laughs> there was that one, too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, well, I'm glad to have you on. As I told you when, I, when we were uh, trying to line this all up, that we had Coach Powers on last weekend, and uh, when he was on this show at this time, he said, uh, I'd be lying to you guys if I, if I said I felt good because there was a little reunion last weekend, and, and Coach said he had a lot of fun with it. So um, I know you're a big golfer, so I'm going to start right there. I didn't plan on this, but Phil Mickelson just won the PGA Championship. Former Sun Devil. Go Devils. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was pretty special to watch. That was, uh, that was a fun fun day of golf for sure. Well, I'm sitting up in the uh, Orleans Arena and watching an AHL game between uh, San Jose with the Pashnik brothers and uh, also uh, the Henderson Silver Knights. And I got my tablet on, Michael, and I've got Phil on there. And people are walking by me in the aisles going like, Hey, hey, is he still leading? Is he still leading? So you know, the charisma of Phil is is pretty deep. But okay, so Paul wants to start because he wants to start at the very beginning about your California hockey career. So let let's go right there with Paul. Well, uh, Michael, first of all, thanks for joining us tonight. Really appreciate it. Um, when you were growing up playing hockey, uh, how did you become aware of? 
ASU having a program uh, at the at that time was the ACHA D1 level. And and how did uh, how do how did you start getting recruited by Coach Powers at that time? Uh, this is a little bit before, obviously. Uh, the you know I, I'm just now in the last six or seven years trying to familiarize myself with hockey recruiting in general. So how did that happen and how did that start for you? Well, I first learned really about the ACHA when actually a teammate of ours, uh, my good buddy, Zach Holstrom, we both came in as freshmen the same year, but his, uh, his older brother was at Mercyhurst um, playing D1 college his freshman year. And then he ended up transferring to Penn state um, after they announced that they were going to NCAA. So they had one year of uh, overlap where he played on the ACHA team. And I, I know, like, I basically lived with them over the summer, so he was telling me <laughs> about it, and ACHA hockey was pretty good, and, you know, in our brains as young kids, we don't, we just hear the word club, and we kind of write it off until you right. hear that from a player who's a good player, and he goes out there and, and says it's tough, and um, that it's good hockey, and, you know, that was the first time I'd heard of it, and that was probably two years prior to me going to ASU, Um Okay. But about the ASU program, I ended up playing the last half of my 20-year um, of juniors at, for the Phoenix Knights. And, uh, yeah, the coach uh, of my team knew Powers, and Powers came out to watch watch me and Lovos one game. And we both happened to have a good game, and he asked, and I, uh, he said he was interested. And, you know, I, I went to the campus one time, and I was sold. And then, <laughs> luckily, Powers um move forward with it and yeah it was it was no way i was saying no <laughs> I, uh, michael i would be a very rich man if i had a dollar for every person that we've had on the show that said uh yeah i went to the asu campus and uh one time and i was sold <laughs> yeah it, it's it, it's crazy there it, it sells itself but um when i say asu finishes 38 and 2 for the best season in school history What's the first thing that comes to your head? Was that our was that my freshman year or sophomore year? That was your national championship year. Gotcha. <laughs> I like the yeah, way you that say was... that because you probably were thirty-eight and two that year too. <laughs> yeah, sophomore year. I, I think, oddly enough, I think we had a better team, just not um, for whatever reason didn't pan out the same. But but senior year, that was or freshman year. Um, yeah, the first thing that comes to mind is all the seniors that we had on the team. And, you know, that that's really the reason we won um, was the leadership that we had up front. And, and, yeah, that was a special year for sure, especially coming in. And, you know, we had, I want to say there were 12 of us in the freshman class. So we had a bunch of young kids. Um, and that was really like Powers went out and he put together a team that, it was one of the better ones of, of all time, especially in, in the ACHA level. Well, let me ask a question because um, as, as a, an old man here, um, uh, the Mets, when they won their 1986 World Series in the preseason, their manager came into their clubhouse and said, we're not just going to win, we're going to dominate. But did you guys have moments like that early in the season? or did, What was the, the mindset going into the season? Well, the mindset for me uh, personally was I needed to crack the lineup somehow. There's 
bunch of us were going to have seven, eight scratches a day. Um, and I mean, practices were a battle. It was a grind in practice. And I, I think that was, um, I, I don't think there was necessarily a time where we thought, okay, let's like, we're just going to go dominate a team. I, there were definitely moments during games and in between periods and stuff where it was just go step on their throat, run it up, stuff like that. But, um, you know, there was a lot of hard work put into it. And I, I think that was just, just how it ended up. So Michael, yeah. when we talk about uh, ACHA play, and then you transition into that hybrid year. Um, when I started this company and I sat down with Coach Powers uh, before that hybrid season and I said, uh, how are you going to build a team to compete in the NCAA? He said, well, we're going to have to be old, we're going to have to be big, and we're going to have to play a physical style of game. Um, you were a part of that. What was that like? It was different for sure. I mean, you you come from – two seasons in a row of being the best team all year. And, um, you know, our schedule comparatively in those first two years were it was a cakewalk. Um, then we go to NCAA where it's, you know, get up at 5 a.m., get to the gym at 5.30, do the workouts, go do class, then get to the rink for a couple-hour practice, and then, you know, go back, do schoolwork, and that's the end of your day. And, it, it I mean, it was a – it was a hard year um, for guys like me where, you know, we had the mentality that we were, we were the best and it was an easy sport. And uh, we learned pretty quickly how, how hard NCAA hockey really is. Um, and, you know, the work that, that goes into the, the level of hockey and it's crazy the difference um, between those two, two leagues for sure. And it was, it was great to be a part of would never change anything about it. And, you know, I'm very lucky to say that I was on that first team and never thought going to ASU that that would happen. And in that short of a turnaround and powers did an incredible job of, of bringing in the older guys and, and building the team now and seeing them two years after that, go to the tournament. And you know, it's, it's pretty incredible seeing that. Well, I want to go. I want to back it up here a, a second before we we, we we even talk about that first year. Um, the the question that I have for you is: You guys played in that second straight national tournament, and I think you guys went to the semifinals, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. uh, the year after you won the national championship. Um, now, were you guys? Were there rumors? in the locker room and, 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 and around the team that the whole jump might happen. Was there, was there any talk of that? Was there, were, were, was anybody saying, Hey, this might actually happen now. I think there was a sense of it. Yeah. Um, like we know what Penn state went through and we knew we were kind of next on the list. We didn't know what timeline. Um, but yeah, I think after the success of our, or of my freshman year and then, Moving forward, it was um, we kind of saw it coming, but when the actual announcement happened, I think we were all, you know, pretty surprised. And you know, maybe there were more uh, more of the other guys that were privy to the the conversations that were going on about that. Um, but yeah, I think we were all pretty surprised that it happened that quickly. Well, I mean, I know what it felt like from a fan's perspective. Uh, just to, 
as a piece of information, uh, I am uh, an alum myself. Um, as somebody who grew up as a, a, a big-time hockey person, um, I even was even laughed at when I talked about hockey around the athletic department in the 80s. Um, what was it like for you guys on that day? Because I know what it was like for from a fan perspective, how crazy it was. What was it like for you guys on that day? Yeah, it was exciting. Um, I mean, it's it's extremely exciting, and it's a historic moment in the program. And to get to be a part of that, just being on the team that that led up to that was great. And then, you know, the next question comes in is like, okay, who's going to be on that team? They're not going to take <laughs> all of us from the ACHA. Like, there's going to be other people coming in. So yeah, we're going to get and that worry starts yeah. creeping in. We, we were gonna so get there. that it wasn't necessarily like a a huge up and down of emotion. I, I think you know everybody was expi- excited to see the program moving forward, and um, you know, and we just kind of let whatever happened. We did did our part. I think everybody worked hard, and you know, I don't think any of us really knew that the entire season before was basically a tryout. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Oh, I bet the guy behind the bench knew it was going to try out. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure he did. I'm sure he had a notepad. <laughs> so, so, so now ahead, this happens, and you guys go through all that hard work, uh, and the the roster gets set for that first season, and now you guys are on a plane to Alaska. Were you looking around and being like? holy smokes, this is actually happening. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of that. Um, you know, from day one when we came in and the the ridiculous NCAA rules um, <laughs> of practicing with no pucks. And, I mean, I just remember doing breakout drills without a puck, and I was like, this is absurd. <laughs> and so that there was a lot of that. Like, this is really strange. Um but, yeah, you saw the young kids come in and the talent came in and it was like, okay, these are real players. And then we go up there and actually had success in our first ever weekend. And it was, it, I think if we had gone up there and lost every game by a bunch, it would have been way different. But I think that weekend gave us a lot of confidence um, early on. Okay, so now you guys are playing in that game. And what's it like on the bench as as the as the first game goes on? And you, you know, you're winding down that last 10 minutes games tied. And, and, and what's the bench like as, as you guys try to, uh, you know, obviously fight to keep the puck out of your net and, and, and try to get that game winning goal. Yeah. I remember that being very gritty defensively, like a ton of block shots. And yeah, I don't think I've ever been more excited to see block shots. I like vividly remember Ryan Blonder, (laughs) blocking a shot and we always used to say like if you're blocking a shot you're eating it and he walked by and he's doing the like kind of fork to the mouth <laughs> like eating the <laughs> after he blocks a shot and the puck goes down and we're all fired up but then the other part of us like act like we've been here before but it's kind of hard to do that when I think Garrett Peterson <laughs> was the one person that's been there before <laughs> um, so it was it was exciting I, I mean it felt not necessarily as good as winning the national championship, but winning that first game was was another special moment. All right, so you guys 
Alaska wins that first game in overtime, and you guys come back the next night. And uh, after two periods, uh, Garrett Peterson had tied the game early in the second period. Now you get through most of that second period, and the third period is going on and going on and going on, and the game's tied. What's the what's the feeling on the bench? I mean, because you guys had just gone through that the night before. Uh, what was it like on that second night? And then what was it like when uh, Ryan Belanger actually scored that goal with less than a minute to go to give you guys the lead? Um, well, when Bong scored, I we all went crazy. Um, I'm trying. Was it Fairbanks the second night? Um, or was it Anchorage? Yeah, it was Fairbanks the second night. Yeah. So it, it was funny in that Fairbanks game. I there were a few players that I actually played juniors with on that team. So. Um, going up there and playing against them and being able to beat them was kind of funny. So I, I remember seeing them just being so <laughs> distraught after the game. Um, but during the game, it, it was more of the same feeling of the night before of excitement and, you know, a very gritty defensive effort and um, things were not going perfectly. There were penalties that were being called that, that weren't, I, I, that's okay. Complain you about the refs all the time. You're not yeah. playing, no, I, I You're not playing anymore. Don't worry about it. That's because I always got penalties called on me. So, um, <laughs> but I think I, I remember it was either the first game or the second game that I got a penalty. I'm like, this is ridiculous, and you know, it's that fear. Like, you don't want to be the guy to that causes something bad for your team. And I think everybody played for each other rather than themselves. And you know, we knew the night before we were right there, we could do it. And you know, we managed to hold off uh, that team, and yeah, that was, that was a fun one. Especially a guy like Bong scoring that goal and getting the first game winner in the program history after leaving a Division One program, and um, kind of trusting the Powers that that he was going to be a part of the next level when we moved up, and for him to get that gratification, and um, that was that was pretty cool. Now, listen, it's been a long time since I've been in college. But uh, I, I do have some memories. What was that plane ride home like? Uh, I don't. Um, it was probably really early. I remember our travel days were extremely early and long. Okay. Um, I think when we got back, it, I think we were all asleep on the plane. And then when we got back, uh, that, we had fun. Okay, yeah, listen, I'm sure we I, had our fair share of fun. No, I'm just asking. I, like I said, I just remember some of my college days. That's all. Well, we're not. You know, this is early on. Like we barely got a tracksuit for that team, and now they're flying on charters and they get gear, like new gear each week. So, you know, we weren't flying on the charter, popping champagne after a a one-win weekend. Oh, I love it. I love it. Okay, I want to ask you a, a question, and then we'll get into the rest of the season and what it felt like. But you, you mentioned that, uh, that Bong's trusted powers, and I've heard so many people say, and, and I've been around him now for six years, so uh, I hear that a lot from people, that they trust Greg Powers. What is it? Is, is there something you can put your finger on that says, I'm going to trust this guy? Because a lot of people just don't have that confidence anymore in people. Yeah, I, I don't know. For whatever reason, it was just like that with, with Coach. And, um, you know, he said everything, anything that he said, he said with such conviction that you believed him. Um, and everything that he told me, 
was all all true. Um, you know, he never made up stories. He never never said stuff to us that was so far fetched where it was just like, all right, this is this is a little too ridiculous. But <laughs> he, he was always very honest with everybody, brutally honest and, and that's you know, we all had a lot of respect for him and um you know, to this day I me and him still talk all the time and he's such a good good person that you know he, he has a relationship with guys that played with it for him you know 10 12 years ago um, we're going to get into that reunion thing in just a minute but uh, I want to ask you when you got to the middle of that first season was there ever a point where you guys said well I don't know if this is fun anymore this is a grind we're starting to see some big big name teams that are trying to thump us every night uh, did that ever enter your minds or was it just like hey you know what we knew what to expect coming into this and, and we're playing NCAA hockey and we're going to make the most of it. Yeah, that came into my mind. Heck yeah. That was, there was a middle part when we went to go play UConn. Uh, it was, it was the teams in Connecticut. So we played UConn, St. Mary's and uh, Quinnipiac. And I remember after that Quinnipiac game, I got hit three times harder than I had ever been hit in my career. And I was <laughs> I had a dead leg. I could hardly walk. It was so swollen. You know, I probably got concussed again. It was, <laughs> and it was, we, that was, I want to say they were at one point during the year, they were, you know, a, a top three team, if not the number one team in the nation. And, you know, multiple NHL guys, I think still in the league now that, that were on that team. And I was like, oh, I wish I was in you know, Tucson beating the crap out of the Wildcats right now instead of being, <laughs> oh, we're always Quinnipiac, uh, getting hammered every, every breakout. Um, yeah, I remember that, that trip. I was like, this is, woof. I miss these days of beating teams, you know, 10, nothing. <laughs> well, l- l- let me give it to you from a, from a, from an alumni and in, in, in a fan's perspective, because I was at that sacred heart game. Okay. That was a bad one. Luck or yeah, it was Sacred Heart. Yeah, luckily yeah. I wasn't playing in that one. <laughs> well, if it makes you makes you feel any better, those of us that were in the stands that uh, were wearing ASU gear, we were just so happy to see you guys on the ice. We we almost didn't care what the score was. I, I yeah, don't know if that it, makes you feel any better or not. Well, there's but... part of it a- after the fact. I, I have a lot of respect for that aspect of it and. It, it's just a competitor in us when we're we're in it and you know we're getting the crap beat out of us like that it's it's hard to to see that side of it in the moment and after the fact like yeah it's it's incredible to be a part of that um but in the moment it's it's a different story for sure oh i i, I totally understand that you know uh, it, it's it nobody likes to lose huh? You know, as as in, in, as as a teacher um, and, and a phys ed teacher, I have instances where um, I, I, things end up getting competitive when they're not supposed to be. And I tell all the students, I say, you guys need to be pay attention to, to what's going on, because inevitably what happens is no matter what, even if it doesn't make the slightest bit of difference in your grade or anything else, when somebody starts keeping score, Somebody takes it serious. Right. Right. Yeah. And 
that's how everybody on that team was not not one of us was content with losing and um yeah so it was definitely hard at some points but like you say like it being an alumni now and looking back at that it's um you know something to be proud of you know so let me ask you you this hold on one second paul I just want to ask him about this alumni weekend thing because you guys are talking about <laughs> alumni and I'm going like, you know, that's got to be pretty special when, I don't know if coach organized it or you guys did it or who did it, but that's got to be pretty special when you guys can go seven years later and get together and say, hey, we were national champions at the ACHAD1 level. We were the guys that, that led into this. So what was that weekend like and, and did you beat everybody on the golf course? That's the important part, Michael. Uh, <laughs> um, well, first off powers texted, uh, texted us and just said, you know, come over from four thirty till whenever. Um, and there were a good amount of us there. It was really good to see a lot of the guys like Danny McAuliffe. I hadn't seen him in years and, you know, he just welcomed in his second child and, you know, it was really good to see him. And it's funny, like guys that, we were in college together and now seeing them, everybody be real adults. Now it's, it's a different, uh, different feel. And, um, it goes along with the golf thing, being an adult now and trying to drink one night and play golf the next day. Doesn't go well. Um, I made it nine holes and then I went right back to bed. So that, that's how the golf went. Oh, I love the honesty. Absolutely love the honesty. Go ahead, Paul. Well, I was going to say, Coach said, told us last week that uh, uh, the statute of limitations is up on some of the stories you guys were telling. Uh, were there a lot of things that you found out last week or, or two weekends ago at that reunion that you're like, that really happened? Or this happened? Where was I? Well... I'm sure if I hear stories about the reunion night, I'll, I'll have that answer. Um, so I'm not quite, I'm not too sure if uh, anything was really revealed. I, I don't think much. I think after this, uh, you know, we, all of us have been so close for so long. I think we kind of know everything at this point. And, okay. Uh, I, don't, I don't think there were any surprises that weekend or that Well, that I night. just, I just figured after uh, the night of drinking, before you guys went to go play golf, something might have slipped. So, you know, something you could share anyway. <laughs> no, no, I, I I don't think there was any dirt uh, being thrown out there. But no, okay, it, was, so... it was a great night in Powers. Did a, did a great job getting everybody together. And I think anytime we get an excuse to go see each other and um, – you know, we all we all jump on that, and I, I drove out there, and um, yeah, it was a, it was a great night. You know, now he, even he, though he, hold on a second, hold on a second, he he told us, Michael, that the uh, that he really could do this reunion now because he moved out of Anthem and got to Scottsdale. I don't know if that was a status thing or a miles thing. Did you determine that from him? What that was? <laughs> that was him getting out of. Uh, yeah, I was way too far away from everything. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, that I, was way too far away. Now now it's easy for us to go there. It's hard to Uber all the way out to Anthem. <laughs> did, did Anthem even exist when I was there, Scott? I don't even know. I, uh, it, it's always existed, like, but it wasn't. It was, it's a little bigger now. But anyway, go ahead. 
<laughs> it was probably just dirt back in those days. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a lot of there's a lot that was just dirt back in those days when I was there in the '80s, Michael. I, um, I, I when I hear people tell me, "Well, I live out here," and I, like, where? That wasn't there when I was there. Now I'm really confused. Yeah, it's weird driving by the school, and now when I was there, I, I knew things were being built up and could see that happening. But now every you know, six months I go out there and I'm like, where did these buildings come from? It's every time I go out there, it's, it's popping up more and more. And we were driving out last time, me and my girlfriend, I was like, we we're driving down the one or the 202, right? Or yeah, 202 right in front of campus. And, um, I'm like, you could see the stadium very clearly. There is, you can't see it now from the freeway because there's too many office buildings. <laughs> yeah. There weren't even any freeways when I was there. So, um, <laughs> You know, <laughs> yeah. Now they're on to the three hundred three. Oh my lord! I can't. I, I can't even. Like I said, I was there two years ago when they played the the Christmas tournament, so I didn't really get a chance to look around. Um, but uh, the, when I was inside the campus, it still felt like campus. When I was on the outskirts of campus, I was like, "Where is this place? Where am I?" That's how yeah, crazy it was. The expansion there is insane. Okay, so now we've gotten through the ACHA, the NCAA, the alumni tournament. The next big thing on the horizon for Arizona State hockey is a new building. Um, what Coach Powers told me kind of on and off the record that he thinks that the alumni group is thinking about maybe getting themselves a suite so they can have uh, a little spot to gather for, for home games. Is Any truth to that that you know of? Um, I, I didn't know it was for the whole season, but I'm all in on that. I actually just, you know, there's, uh, I miss it so much out there and oh. I actually ended up on Monday. I just got a house out in Arizona, so I, I'll be there on the weekends and I'm, I'm all in on that idea. Yeah. I'm going to sneak so. in. It's always, I, I'll, I'll dig out my old, uh, uh, student ID, and then maybe I'll dig in and, and sneak in. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm but sure that was get, that's uh, a paper ID. material for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm in for. Uh, okay, so 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 your thoughts on the building, Michael? Because the first weekend or first week of every month since uh, April, uh, March, I guess, I go down, I climb up to my favorite uh, six-story parking garage, I go to the very top, and I get my camera out and I start taking pictures and videos. Um, and now you can finally see the shape of a building coming up. Uh, just your thoughts on the whole process and, and how great that's going to be for uh, Arizona State hockey. Well, this building's been talked about since probably my freshman year. Um, and it's gone through so many different um, concepts. And it was originally, I think it was going to be ASU and the Coyotes um, right by Tempe Marketplace. And then that kind of went away. Then it was going to be a complete renovation of Oceanside. Um, then that changed. And then this one came about and right there on campus. I mean, it, it it's as good as it's going to get. And I drove through, I think two trips ago when I was there, I drove through and just saw where it was going to be. And um, it's so exciting for the, the program and for, for the players. I mean, hopefully it's, guys who have played in Oceanside get to play in that rink uh, if they're a freshman and their senior year, the rink's ready. Um, yeah, I know that we're going to miss 
watching games at Oceanside because that's such a uh, unique <laughs> Quaint <place>. environment. <laughs> now, listen, but... the home record, you look at the home record, and it definitely is a home ice advantage. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we, we love it in Oceanside, and I take pride in our little little dinky rink. But I think that you'll see the team get even better um, now when Powers can go out or have recruits come in and they get to walk around that building. That's going to be a, a even easier recruiting process for, for Coach there. Okay, so final one for me uh, is that uh, with the building coming up and the pro- the program developing the way it is, the obvious question that everybody says is, what conference are you going to go into? What conference are you going to go into? Uh, if you had a choice now, if you could come back and play as a freshman and uh, and you've seen what college hockey is like around the country, do you have a preference or do you have a place where you think Arizona State would fit the best, the conference? I think the Big Ten. I think that was good what they did last year with the, the COVID schedule and schedule all Big Ten games, um, you know, they're, they're definitely going to need a rink for that one um, to kind of match what, what they have when they go and play teams like the Wisconsin and Michigan their rinks. Um, but I, ideally, the Big Ten, I think, you know, we're a big, we're a big-time school where people know ASU, and that's kind of what that, that conference entails is, you know, it's not Bemidji. Or it's not Lake Superior State. Like people have heard of these schools, and I think that'll <laughs> right. that'll help grow the game at in Arizona. Um, you know, it's much easier as a student saying like, "Oh, you know, ASU is playing Wisconsin tonight. Like, let's go watch." I think that would be extremely beneficial for the program. Well, listen, Michael. I, I, you know, there, there is that is definitely one of the schools of thought. Uh, there's no question about it. Um, uh, as long as they don't have to go on the road and play all 28 games uh, at this point, uh, we're all just sitting here waiting for that announcement to come and hopefully it'll be sooner rather than later. Yeah, we didn't, that didn't slip out uh, Friday night, so I'm not sure. sure about <laughs> but yeah, I think that's that that extremely exciting. Jake, Michael. <laughs> Uh, All right, so okay, I have but, one last question. If you, okay, if, 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 just because I like that. to, I like to ask these these questions. Uh, this question about uh, about the folks we have on the show. Uh, you played hockey, and you obviously played at the college level. Uh, are you one of those guys that I played? I don't pay attention to uh, if I'm not playing, or are you a big time hockey fan? And Kings, Ducks, Sharks. I'm a Kings fan, and I'm a pretty stereotypical L.A. fan. When they're winning, I'll go to games, and if they're losing, I'm still a Kings fan. But, it, yeah, I don't I, – uh, you know, I was telling my girlfriend before, I said, if they ask me questions about hockey, I'm going to be screwed. I got nothing. <laughs> um, oh, listen, you got two cups. Anymore. You got two cups, right? I mean, uh, yeah, as yeah, a Kings sure fan, do. right? Yeah. Sure do one more than the Ducks, and as long as we're better than the Ducks, then I'm good. And you know, I now I'm. It's been four years now since I've been out of the game. Haven't touched right. my gear. Haven't watched, sat down, and watched a full hockey game since. And um, I'm sure it'll come back over time. But yeah, just not a hockey guy anymore. Well, listen, I, more... I I I understand that. I, I most most people. 
but understand that you get so immersed in it, you kind of have to give yourself a break from it. Uh, and, and you kind of have to wind your way back in it. Uh, I'm sure when they open up that building, uh, at the start of next season or when it's supposed to open, uh, you'll, if you're not there, you'll be watching with uh, big time interest, like, like the rest of us. Um, <laughs> and you know, like if it, and like I said, I still have my old wooden stick in the garage. So, um, <laughs> yeah, oh. my, my, my gear has been in my parents' garage since, uh, I got home <laughs> yeah. after I graduated, I sat there and, um, you know, I'm sure the blades are rusted off my skates at this point. <laughs> Michael, thanks so much for joining us. As I mentioned to you, I will stop in and see you on Tuesday on my way home from Vegas. Cause, uh, we got some car shopping to do and, uh, <laughs> I appreciate you uh, taking some time. It's, it's always fun to uh, to catch up with uh, alumni from ASU. And you know what? We didn't have time to get into the uh, World University Games, but I remember you three uh, making that trip over there. And um, playing for your country is something that you just can't uh, you just can't pass up, can you? No, that that was definitely uh, you know, the main reason I, I played my senior years because I wanted to be able to wear that USA jersey and. Um, yeah, the most incredible experience I'll probably ever have. And yeah, it was a, it was quite a trip, but yeah, thank you guys for having me on and I'll see you on Tuesday, Scott. And, um, Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you guys. Thanks, Michael. Yeah. So one, one final one for you since we're on that USA thing, did you at least beat Murph? Because Murph likes to talk about all of his golf stuff every time I see him on, on, uh, <laughs> on social media. So did you at least take care of Murph for us? You know what? Luckily, he was uh, his buddies were in town for a bachelor party, and he was playing with them. So I, I'm sure me and him will get our fair share of rounds in here pretty sure pretty soon. And um, I think they're going to be close. He's a good player. All right, fi- final shout out. If anybody wants to get a nice Toyota, where do they find you? I10 Toyota in Indio, California. Can't miss it, folks. Right off of I10. What a beautiful showroom! And uh, I'll be there Tuesday, Michael. Great. All righty. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Michael. Yeah, absolutely. That was uh, Michael Cummings, former ASU uh, hockey player, alum, uh, a little bit of everything. We appreciate him taking time to join us tonight on uh, College Hockey Southwest Live. And uh, Paul and I will be back in about two minutes to wrap up another episode. As It's always fun, so uh, we'll be right back, folks. game like a pro pose game like a champion at college bar and grill located in downtown tempe at 740 south mill avenue college bar and grill is the place for the best local craft beers tasty food and tempe's best atmosphere for arizona state athletics a short walk from sun devil stadium or desert financial arena stop by for lunch or dinner game day or any day college bar and grill
All right, we're back. College Hockey Southwest Live, our Sunday night reaction show. Scott Strandy joining you from the 24th floor of the Rio Hotel in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me from uh, his palatial estate that he had the guys over today to do the car washing, raking yeah, okay. the yard, doing all yeah. those different things. So, so mm-hmm. Paul, as I always like to do in a uh, uh, quick version, uh, ask you about our guest because uh, Michael Cummings, one of the best, uh, making a successful life out of his uh, car dealership and and moving on from hockey, but still talking about those experiences, which I think is uh, is really cool. Well, you know, as as I said earlier in the program, it's nice to get a perspective of that time in ASU hockey that we haven't had before. I've seen plenty of stuff, and we've spoken to Coach Powers about it a bunch of times, uh, about that time period when they made the transition from ACHA to NCAA. And obviously, as an alum and a hockey person, going th- through that from the fans' perspective. But it's the first time I've gotten to hear it from a player's perspective. And, you know, you don't expect the first thing to say is, yeah, I remember getting up at 5 a.m. to go to the gym. And <laughs> I remember these early morning play fights. And, and man, NCAA rules suck. And, uh, you know, that those are not really the things I expected to hear. But, it, you know, it it definitely was uh, amusing and 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 good information to have because now you get everybody's perspective. And you know, Michael is and was on a team that you know they got two firsts. They got ASU's first NCAA win. And they got the program's first sweep on the road against NCAA competition. So no, nothing, no, nothing, none of those things can ever be taken away from that team. They went up and swept Lake Superior State. They got the first win up against Fairbanks. Nothing can take that away, no matter what happens, no matter how many national championships they win, no matter how many Frozen Fours they might make. Nobody can else can say they won the first game in program history or had the first road sweep in program history. Or or say that they uh, won the first ACHA Division One National Championship in in program history at Arizona State. Right. So I mean lots and lots of firsts that he went through and you know, on and on both levels. And like I said, never had the players' perspective before until now. And this is what, seven, eight years later? Seven years, yeah. Yeah. That was so, uh, March of 2014 is when they uh, March 16th is when they won the national championship. So seven yep. years, just a little over seven years. So yeah. man, how time flies because it was that year, that spring that I sat down with Coach Power and said, "Hey, I want to cover your NCAA team and uh, look where we are from there." So and, and like I said, the success and Coach Powers told us that last week, and he's so proud of the guys what they've become off the ice and. How successful and Michael Cummings certainly uh, exemplifies that. He's the uh, general manager of a Toyota dealership, and it's a beautiful dealership. Like I said, right off of I-10. If you want to know, it's 258 miles from my house, right down I-10. So um, if you need a car, you need a Toyota, get out there and see him. He's got a great, uh, uh, great used car lot as well. But 
Man, oh man, I mean, uh, to, to you're paying say full you're, price. You're, Don't get over, get over it. You're paying full <laughs> price. To, to to say he's he's done a, uh, a unbelievable job with his life at this point, and you heard him say that he still has a fondness for Arizona State to the point where he just bought a house in Arizona. So yep. uh, <laughs> he's coming home for the weekends. I guess yeah, home nice. is not is not nice. there, but he's coming back to Arizona for the weekends. So <laughs> anyway, uh, just just in time for the next season to start. Yeah, absolutely. I always appreciate uh, having guests like that on. They're just so much fun to talk to. It's funny when he said that he uh, uh, he was hoping that we wouldn't ask him hockey questions. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to. I don't uh, want to know. I don't want to know about that. I want to know about the off ice stuff. I don't care about the on ice uh, stuff. I can see that with my own eyes. I don't need any. Uh, classic. Uh, don't worry. I'll, uh, I'm going to see him uh, a Tuesday afternoon, and we'll uh, we'll chat it up a little bit more about that. But that was funny. Um, Okay, so uh, unless you've got something else on college hockey, uh, we will shoot for uh, a Tuesday night show, which might might just have the uh, commissioner of the new CCHA, Don Lucias, who we're after. Uh, we'll know more tomorrow. We'll know more certainly Tuesday morning. So stay tuned. If, uh, if you don't catch that, make sure you catch tomorrow night's uh, Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. It'll originate right here from Las Vegas. So uh, we'll You're going to be able to do that in the guess. middle of the game? Uh, no, it's going to be recorded early because okay. uh, that game is at 7.30 and there's going to be 11,000 screaming fans. And uh, today, Paul, at Henderson, there was 2,000 screaming fans and it was loud. So cool. uh, I can't imagine what these uh, Vegas Golden Knight fans with 11,000 out of the 18 are going to be in that building. Uh, it's going to be absurd. And uh, I think the guys are going to get the job done tomorrow. I think they're uh, they're just don't want to go back to Minnesota one more time. And certainly they, they can't really afford to now with uh, Colorado done. And they just got back into Colorado, I bet, about an hour ago and are going to be sitting around just waiting to see who they get in the next round. So you don't want to play any more games than you have to when you know your opponent's already resting. Well, there's pluses and minuses, and I'm sure you uh, will discuss those tomorrow, uh, to having those long waits in between series. Uh, you know, so uh, – you know, hopefully uh, everything works out with with our new team member and and so forth and uh, so on. And yeah, we'll introduce our new team member tomorrow. Yeah, so um, I'll, I'll be listening to that, and uh, hopefully you guys will break a couple of legs, and it'll be all good. So yeah, absolutely. All right, take it away, my friend. All right, behind the masks, College Hockey Southwest live on the Ice Time Hockey SW network, brought to you by Roger Klein's Cancio Tequila. Go to MexicanMoonshine.com to order any of our award-winning spirits, including the new Extra and Yeho, our double-distilled, triple-filtered premium taste. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. Burrito Express, homemade taste, takeout speed. Six East Valley locations, go to BurritoExpress.com to find the one near you. By Verizon Wireless, the 5G coverage America's been waiting for. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style. By the NCHC and NCHC.TV, subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey, fabulous Las Vegas atmosphere. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, Worldwide, it's where the action is, in the resort or in town. 
College Bar and Grill at 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe. Pre-game, post-game, during the game, the place to be, to be with ASU fans. College Hockey Southwest Live presented by Behind the Mask and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app and are available for download at iTunes, the Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Behind the Masks College Hockey Southwest Live and all of our weekly podcasts are a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, as always, my friend. Uh, we want to thank Michael Cummings, the uh, former Sun Devil, uh, ACHA national champion, uh, World University game participant, uh, NCAA hockey player, and now the general manager at I-10 Toyota just outside of Indio, California, uh, for joining us tonight and giving us some inside scoop into a player's perspective. Uh, can never get enough of that. Uh, Paul and I will say goodnight with a little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers De Niro, and we'll ask you to join us tomorrow night for Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly and uh, College Hockey Southwest Weekly on Tuesday, and, of course, uh, Club Hockey Southwest Weekly on Wednesday. And one final thing, we'll introduce our new co-host of Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly and our sales guy. All in one package tomorrow, so you won't want to miss that show. Good night, Good luck everybody. to you and Rob.